Welcome to the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 202, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. Hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are. Um, you know, a rhythm of rest is really important. I, I, I'm not that great at resting. I'll have to be honest. Um, I'm learning. I'm trying to get better at resting, but I'm not really great at it. And, you know, as I read through, I've been studying through the book of Mark recently, and, and I realize how often that Jesus kind of gets away, how often he just needs some space, how often he just needs some quiet. Um, and the needs of the people are always there. And Jesus even talks about that. You know, so I, I find that so interesting because like Jesus is God. <laughs> and so I'm always like, so God's like, hey, I just need a minute away from all these people. Um, Jesus is saying that, you know, and he's connecting with God, his father. But I, I always find that so interesting. And then I, 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 I kind of work through that if I go all the way back to Genesis where Jesus rested, like he, he rested on that last day. And so I start, I've been starting to work in, you know, there's lots of writing on Sabbath rest right now. There's a lot of writings right now on, uh, on taking a Sabbath and what that looks like. Um, but I'm realizing that, yes, I do believe it's so important to take a Sabbath. But I think the other point, uh, uh, other uh, thing I've been working through or, or problem I've kind of a, uh, kind of come up against is that why do I feel like I got to wait till then? You know, why can't uh, there be a daily Sabbath, you know, where I'm just taking a moment, I'm kind of slowing down, I'm taking a breath. You know, for me, it's early in the morning. Get up early. Uh, I've been getting the newspaper in, like, print form. It's been so awesome. I was telling Patty last night, like, it comes three days a week. I really look forward to getting that newspaper. Um, you know, I'm kind of one of those people that love, like, when an Amazon box shows up at the house. You know, maybe I was depraved of, like, gifts as a child. But uh, I, I love getting uh, gifts. I love getting those types of things. So when that newspaper shows up, it's like a little gift. But for me, it's also an indication of, uh, hey, listen, this is a part of the rhythm that you've started to design. And really... It's a rhythm, rhythm of rest. I know what the rest of my day is going to look like. It's on my calendar. I'm imagining for most of you, you know what your day is going to look like. And so for me, I want to create a daily rhythm of rest to just listen, connect, slow down before the kids get up, before the chaos of the day, before I got to make a thousand decisions, right? I just want to slow down a little bit and I, I want to listen. I want to lean in and I want to learn. And so, you know, create this daily rhythm of rest. That's what I would encourage you to do. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know all your stories, but I would encourage you to do. I've heard this more over the last two years than I've heard probably in my life, and I felt it too. Is like I hear people say all the time, I need a vacation. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not going to fix it, you know? But if we all learn to rest daily in some way, that maybe it just makes vacation that much more beautiful. So anyway, just something I was thinking through this morning that uh, I wanted to challenge and encourage you all to move forward in. Um, 
Thanks again for all those of you, uh, you who continue to listen. Really do appreciate it. And then uh, for those of you who give on Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to do that, just go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. You can be a monthly donor. Appreciate all the support. And the other way you can support is through the Front Porch Devotional. You can go to Amazon and get that. Just go to the search engine, type in Front Porch Devotional, and you can get your copy. Ten bucks. So thanks a ton. Here we go. Matthew six eleven. Just reminding you, if you've not been with us over the last couple podcasts, super easy. Just remember, at podcast our episode number two hundred, we launched into Lord's Prayer, and so it'd be really helpful if you kind of went back and listen to episodes 200, 201. It'll help uh, help you really kind of grab onto uh, this next part of the prayer. In uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, it says this, Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. I, um, I don't know about you, but I really enjoy going to Costco. But Costco is like Disneyland for adults. Like if you, I'm a person who like watches people. I love airports. I love airports. I love airports because I love watching people, right? If you go to an airport, you're like, you're like looking around and you're all these different cultures, all different way that people parent, all different way that people deal with stress. Like an airport is a perfect place to go see this. Costco is another one of my favorite places to go. Just sit back. And watch people at Costco. It is like a child who's gone to like a major city like Chicago or a child who shows up to Disney for the first time. They're like overwhelmed by all the amazingness that's all around them, right? Like adults are like looking around going, oh my gosh, I didn't know I need three thermal flasks. You know, I didn't know I needed 4,000 batteries, right? I didn't know I needed a nine pack of electronic toothbrushes. Like, I didn't know that, but I do, and it's all in front of me. Again, people are handing out samples, right? And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. I should buy this, right? And people are just blown away. I didn't know I needed a liter and a half of mouthwash. I didn't know I needed that, but I do, right? And I promise you, if you're somebody who goes to Costco, I promise you, you have had this conversation with yourself. Listen, you only need two things. Just go in and get those two things, right? But you go in and somehow your bill is $900 and you have an exercise machine in your cart and you're like, I don't even know how that happened, but it's it's in my cart and, and I'm going to go after it. it, right? There's something inside of us that changes the moment we walk into Costco. It is like, here's the thing about Costco. It is America in a store. It's consumerism. I, I mean, it's consumerism at its fullest, right? Because we probably only need a few things. Listen, and I'm guilty. I'm not judging anybody because I am, I am guilty, right? We probably need a few things, right? But it, 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 it says you need more. You need more. You need more. You, the whole store is built on more, 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 more. And if we're not careful, we get kind of caught up into that way of thinking. In fact, I find it interesting in our particular culture that like when I grew up, and maybe you're like me, when I grew up, we just had a phone, right? Like it was our family's phone, right? It wasn't my phone. It was our phone, our family's phone. We actually had to schedule times to like be on the phone, which is interesting because when, when you're in high school and you have friends, right? 
you'd have to schedule time to talk to your friends. And my dad'd be like, "Hey, I got to call so and so," and so you'd have to kind of figure out and negotiate that as a family because it's your phone as a family, our phone as a family. Well, now we have the iPhone, right? We have it's our phone, right? My phone, right? We we can it's it, it's got our own personal preferences. It's got our own contacts list. It, you can do whatever you want with your iPhone, and you have iPods and iMacs, right? It's all about you. It's about what you want, what you desire, how you want it, who you want to talk, who you want to block. But the interesting thing about it, we are unaware so often of how this is impacted the way one we view God and how we view one another, which is what we've been kind of saying uh, the last few episodes. It's so important to understand that Jesus is giving us this prayer in the context of community, of going, this isn't just about your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with God. It's your relationship with God and your relationships with one another, which is why the first and greatest commandment is so important, right? Yes, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but don't forget about others, right? You're to love them in, in it. you're to love them as you love the Lord and as you as He teaches you to love yourself, right? In that context, and it's so it's broadening our view of of who God is in our actually our responsibility as a part of the body of Christ, right? It's going to continue to push us in this way. And so when we come to this passage, it's going to give us today what? Our, our daily bread. And I think like a place like Costco, we go, we become very myopic in what we're providing for, who we're providing for, right? It becomes about me. It becomes about my family. And we forget, no, 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 no. As a body, we're called to care for the whole. You know, this is uh, in Matthew 6, like if you get to the first, like in, in verses, I think it's like 1 through 8, like it's talking about almsgiving. Like in, as we come to almsgiving, literally translated, it means be mercy-minded. You know, that's not just giving money away. It's no, 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 mercy has been given to me, so I give it to the community. This is Jesus is coming to us and go, yes, pray that God will provide for you. But don't forget, it's in the context of our, give us our daily bread. It's the body. It's the whole. And we're, have, we're to have lenses to be able to see that. And actually, this word daily is, is this is so interesting. Because they're like, okay, well, what does that look like? How does that work out? Well, so interesting that this word daily is one of the most complicated words to translate, one in all of Scripture, but also within uh, the Greek language. Um, mainly because it's only found here in the context of this prayer and also in Luke, as Luke uh, goes through this prayer. It's only found, this word is only found there in the context of this prayer. And, and so translators have been trying to figure out, like, well, what do we do with this? Well, recently, they, the, the only other documented use of this word came up not too long ago when they found a shopping list, and it had this word on it, had this Greek word on it. And, and, and really, what, how that helps us, right, is because it's helping us understand, one, 
this is about in, in this like the shopping list was on a piece of papyrus which i really love and basically this is what it's saying to us this is what we're saying to god our father is this help me to get the things that are not only on my shopping list but the community around me our shopping list that's what we're asking the lord for this is a daily prayer this is not just something you pray once and you're like hey i'm good to go i prayed it once no 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 give us today our daily bread daily bread I, and i think we've become so consumeristic that we actually look to the god of the universe and go oh oh no 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 i got this until i don't got this you know what I mean? Like, this is the culture in which we find ourselves in, is we only ask for God for help when we feel like we need help. And he's like, no, no, no. You need to come to me daily going, please provide not just for me, but provide so I can provide for others. Like, this is such a holistic prayer for us to be invited into. And we struggle with that because we tend to only ask God and reach out to God and beg God when stuff goes bad. And he's like, no, this is a daily prayer. If you think about what what God did in the desert, uh, in the wilderness with the Israelites, he gave them enough just for the day. He gave them enough manna just for the day. And then they'd wake up in the morning and he would provide for them just enough for the day. And there was all kinds of uh, uh, of rules around it, right? Uh, If you go read back uh, during that time, right? And, and, And realizing... Why do we think we're any different? Like we are under a banner of mercy here in, in, in the United States, especially. And, and we're taking advantage of it. We're thinking that we're doing this instead of going, no, you're the one who's doing this, not just for me, but for the surrounding, the surrounding body around me. And this is where it comes in, like to whom much is given, much is required. I'm going to talk about that uh, a a little bit uh, more in the next uh, passage in verse 12. But here, just remind, like, if you've been given much, that should be kind of a weighty thing for you, a weighty thing for me. I've been given much, which means I'm required to, to, to open my eyes, to have mercy mindedness, because it's not just about us, right? If you think about the grace and the mercy that Jesus has given to you through his death and his resurrection, it should well something up inside of you that goes, I want this for everybody. So when we come and say, we pray, give us today our daily bread, right? We're also reminded of everything that's been given to us and who is the one who's done this. We do not have salvation without Jesus' sacrifice. We do not have grace and mercy without the cross and his resurrection into new life. And it causes a sense of gratitude, but also a proactive missional nature that says, no, 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 this isn't just for me. It's for the world. And I want to join Jesus in the way he provides. I want to join God in the way he provides for the world. Because God doesn't need, listen, God doesn't need to be reminded to care for you. Like God, God's not like in heaven, like, oh shoot, I totally forgot to care for them, right? God doesn't need reminded to care for you, but you and I need to be reminded of who is caring for us. That is so true. And we really need to live our lives in light of that. So the question is this, how do you experience the provision of God in your life right now? And then I would also say, and how are you providing for others? Father God, 
Thank you for how you love us. Thank you for how you provide us. Give us lenses to see the world around us daily to care for them. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that God of the universe is closer to you than your own. Until next time.